The Productive Woman, Episode 361. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about using words productively. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 361. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever because they're focused on managing and growing their businesses. They can't always spend the time they wish they could on recruiting. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to find and hire the best candidates for free. Finding the right person can be such a challenge, especially if you need to reach outside your own personal network to find a person with the skills you need for your business. Now, I personally haven't had a need to hire employees for my own business, but I've watched my son-in-law and daughter who run their own business, struggling to find qualified employees, and a resource like LinkedIn Jobs can make a huge difference. It can allow you to get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. You can fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivation you need. Then it's easy to filter and prioritize the top candidates you'd like to interview. So LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. And did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash tpw. That's linkedin.com slash tpw to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply, of course, but definitely check out linkedin.com slash tpw. Okay, I have been a bookworm since I learned to read and a writer for almost as long. I have always loved words. I've loved the sounds of them, the meanings. I like looking up words and thinking about the definitions and how to use them. I love the way they can express or even create feelings or take us into another world or introduce us to a new way of thinking. As a lawyer, words are my stock in trade. I use them all day long, speaking and writing, articulating ideas, and taking in information. And as a podcaster, obviously, words are the tools I use to communicate ideas and to make connections with you. So I've been thinking a lot these days about words, about the things we say to each other and to ourselves, both in spoken and in written words. And the question I keep coming back to is, do words matter? Does our choice of words matter? And I think the answer is unequivocally yes. The words we use, the words we choose to use, whether we speak them aloud or we're only using them in our own thoughts, they affect us. 
They affect our mindset. They affect our perception of the world we live in and the people we meet. They affect our relationships. They affect everything about our world. In a 2013 TED Talk discussion on NPR called Does Language Bring Us Together or Pull Us Apart, uh, biologist Dr. Mark Pagel speaks of the potency of our words by using a memorable phrase. He and, and he's quoted in an article called How Much Do Our Words Matter? Um, he explained that through language, we are able to implant our ideas into another person's mind. And here's something the article said that I thought was so good. The writer of this article said, language provides the rails on which thoughts ride. The words we use and how we use them matter immensely because they shape the way we perceive the world and participate within it. And I just love that, the imagery there. Language, words provide the rails on which thoughts ride. Thoughts in and of themselves are in our heads in words. And we send those words out into the world. We send those thoughts out into the world by the words that we choose. And so it's important that we use our words in a productive way. And I'm going to talk a little bit today about what I mean by that and why it matters. There was a quote that I read attributed to something called cushioned wisdom. Um, And the quote is, words are free, which is true, right? They're out there. There are millions of them. Uh, But the quote is, words are free. It's how you use them that may cost you. So words can add to our life, they can contribute to the lives of others, or they can take away, they can cost us if we're not thoughtful in how we, how we use them. And so this may seem a little random, and it's a little ironic that in an episode where I'm trying to talk about words, I, I struggle to find the words to articulate what's been on my mind and in my heart about this, but I hope you'll get the point. So some, some thoughts that I've had about words. The first one is how important it is to think before speaking, to not react and let the first thought that comes into our head maybe go out into the world, but to think and choose our words wisely. Rachel Wolchin is quoted as saying, be mindful when it comes to your words. A string of some that don't mean much to you may stick with someone else for a lifetime. And that's my point. When we speak, when, when in a situation, maybe emotions are running high or somebody has done something or something has happened that we're reacting to and we, you know, pop off with a statement or a response or a reaction that maybe isn't the most um, uplifting or the most positive response. It's just the first words that come to our minds and they may have an impact that we don't want. And remember in past episodes, I've talked about what I think the productive woman is. My definition of a productive woman is not the woman who gets the most stuff done, but she's the woman who orders her life in such a way as to maximize her positive impact on the world around her. And 
this is one of those ways that we can order our lives to maximize our positive impact by thinking before we speak, whether we're reacting out of emotion or we're just, you know, a thought came into our heads and we're just speaking it. Sometimes we say something kind of off the cuff and without really thinking about it, maybe as this, that quote that I uh, cited just a minute ago, maybe those words don't mean much to us, but they can have a huge impact on somebody else and stick with them and make a difference. And I, I, I think of things that I said, you know, years past to my kids, I wasn't always the most patient mom. And there are things that I have said and done in the past that I regret that have stuck with them that we've had to talk about and work through um, because I wasn't thinking before I spoke. So one of the ways that we can think before speaking that I think is really important, especially in this day and age when uh, so much is going on in the world that people are, are disagreeing about, before responding to a person or to a situation, pause for a minute and question your, your assumptions. And this, I think, is so important. We often react to what we think is intended or what we think is happening because we've assumed certain things about the situation or about the other person. And if we stop and question those assumptions, we may choose different words to respond to them with. So question, for instance, your assumptions about other people, about their motivations or their capabilities. One thing that I think that I, I really lament often and is I find heartbreaking is with all the hostility and you see it on social media, you see it in the news, you see it everywhere. There's a lot of dismissing whoever the, the group, the others, you know, the people on the other side of an issue as all being either evil or stupid or both. And that's an assumption. I think we all need to pause for a minute and question, is it really true that everyone you disagree with is really I mean, every one of them is evil or stupid or selfishly motivated. Can you entertain the thought for just a moment that maybe they are just as well-meaning and just as intelligent as you are? Uh, they've evaluated facts and come to a different conclusion than you have. Questioning that assumption can make a huge difference in the words you choose to respond to somebody that you disagree with. Similarly. Question your assumptions about yourself, your own abilities, and your own motivations. I think we um, kind of can err on either side of either giving ourselves maybe too much grace, if there is such a thing, and, and assuming that we're doing things for the right reasons without having really thought through it, or we, we beat up on ourselves for not being competent enough or not being, you know, whatever enough. Question those assumptions when you, when you think about them before you speak. Um, is it really true? And, you know, would considering the, uh, the alternative make a better difference? Question your assumptions about your circumstances. What I offer in this kind of setting of this idea of questioning your assumptions is part of the work that Byron Katie teaches 
is about this very thing. It's taking a thought, which a thought is just words, right? And running it through some questions, asking yourself some questions about it. So maybe this is an assumption you have about another person or about a situation or about yourself or a thought you're having about that you're thinking about responding to. And the questions that Byron Katie teaches as uh, what she calls the work is to take that thought, look at it and ask yourself these four questions. Is it true? The second question is, can I absolutely know it's true? You know, I would say, could it be proven in a court of law? You know, because often when we have these thoughts or these assumptions that we are creating with words, right? If we ask ourselves, is it true? We say, well, of course it's true. That person is X, you know, or this, my situation is hopeless or whatever the thought is that you're having that you're maybe reacting to. Uh, But is it true? Can you absolutely 100% know it's true? The third question she, she has you ask is, how do I react when I believe that thought? What, you know, how do I feel? What feelings and thoughts come up when I believe whatever this thought is that you're examining? And the fourth question is, who would I be without that thought? So if you could set that assumption, that thought aside for a minute, who would you be and how would you react? And that's a great way to give some context and some, you know, just some thoughtful support to the words that you choose in speaking to other people or speaking, you know, in your own head to yourself. And finally, as part of think before speaking, think before writing, think before using your words, is to pay attention to the tone of your words that you use with others and with yourself. So that's one kind of element of all of this, of using words productively, is remembering to think before we speak. And it's sometimes it's hard to do because it feels like life is moving at the speed of light and we're reacting all the time. But if we can discipline ourselves and, and train ourselves to pause for a moment before we speak or before we write or before we hit send on that email, I think our words would be used much more wisely and much more productively. And that kind of segues into the second piece of it, which is or my second thought in all of this is to train your mind. Words are what our minds use to create thoughts. That's thoughts are just words, sentences in our brains, right? And we can train our minds to choose words that add value rather than words that, that are destructive. Uh, Remembering that our thoughts, what we think those sentences in our mind create our emotions. Whatever emotion you might be feeling in any given moment, its source is in a thought you're having. And so our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions drive our actions, and our actions produce the results in our life. Thoughts are words, so choose them intentionally. And I'm talking about things as simple as, and we've talked about this in a, a, an episode recently, the idea, the difference between I get to do such and such versus I have to do such and such. It's a subtle change in words and a subtle change in mindset. And we can choose which one we want to have. How do you feel if your thought is, I have to go to work tomorrow? Now compare how you would feel if 
the thought you're having is, I get to go to work tomorrow. Similarly, I have to clean house tomorrow. I get to clean house tomorrow. I have to work out in the morning. I get to work out in the morning. There's a very different mindset behind each of those, and we can choose which one we want to have. It kind of goes along that um, that old saying, I don't know where it came from. I've seen it in lots of different places of, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Uh, what we think, because it creates the emotions that drive our actions, that produces our results. And if we think we can't do something, then we won't. If we think we can, we'll keep trying until we do. And so the we learning to train our minds to think in ways that serve us is much more productive. And we can change the way our minds use words by persistent intentional practice. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard for me. I am you know, I think a pessimist by nature and a little bit of a skeptic by legal training. And so I have to consciously think about the way I'm using words in my head, as well as the way I'm using them with other people. And, and I have to, on purpose, choose words that bring life to me and the other people around me. I think of, of the story that last week's guest, Scout Sobel, talked about how she changed her life um, in, in dealing with the mental illness that she'd been diagnosed with. She literally changed the trajectory of her life by intentionally and purposely repeating the, to herself the opposite of what she'd told herself before. Maybe you remember, if you haven't listened to the episode, this is, that's episode 360, definitely go back and listen to this. One of the things she talked about was because of the mental illness she'd been diagnosed with that she'd lived with since she was pretty young, she'd always believed that her emotions needed to be managed and tamped down because they were unsafe. And because she believed that and repeated that to herself mentally over and over, that's how she felt. She felt unsafe all the time. But when something happened that triggered her thinking about this differently and she decided to make a change, she started saying to herself, I am safe in my emotions and meditating on that thought and posting it. And over time, she told the story of how she her feelings began to change. As she trained her mind with those words, she began to actually feel safe. I think that's such a great demonstration of this concept. It took practice, it took intention, and it took persistence. But she was able to change her life by changing the, the way she thought, the words she thought about uh, a quote that I read recently, uh, and it it didn't say who where this came from. It was just cited to an unknown person. Is a, a little bit of a poem thing. Words are seeds that do more than blow around. They land in our hearts and not the ground. Be careful what you plant and careful what you say. You might have to eat what you planted one day. I think that's such a good thing to remember. Words are seeds that are planted in our hearts, in the hearts of our children, our, our spouses, our friends. The words we use can be seeds that grow good crops or harmful crops. We get to choose. So be careful what you plant and careful what you say, because you might have to eat what you planted one day. 
So train your mind on purpose. Use words intentionally to create life in your own thinking. The third thought I've had around this um, concept of using words productively is to use them to express kindness. I think it's in short supply in the world today, or maybe we just don't hear about it. You know, the news certainly seldom reports on kindnesses people do to each other. And they seem to delight in finding stories of horrible things that people have done to each other. And, and uh, one of the reasons I can't bear to watch most um, reality TV is because there's nothing about kindness in them. It's all about seeing people at their worst and, you know, belittling them and, and being cruel to each other. But kindness can make a huge difference. One article that I read um, in preparing for this episode is called Using Kindness and Empathy to Increase Productivity. And it's about the workplace, but it applies across the board. And one of the things the writer said in that article that I, I, I thought was so good and the, and the the writer quotes some uh, statistics and stuff but but here's here's one of one quote out of the article no matter what situation we're facing we can treat others with kindness and accomplish more for example are you more likely to be motivated to work harder push your limits and help your team achieve the desired results when your team and supervisor are assisting you smiling and encouraging you We all desire to be treated as human beings, and just as we want to be praised and appreciated, we need to give the same treatment to our coworkers and employees. And I would say to everybody else in the world, again, this article was about kindness and empathy and productivity in the workplace, but it it applies outside the workplace as well. When we use our words, whether spoken or written, to express kindness, the results will be more productive than the alternative, regardless of who we're dealing with. So family and friends, it's easy to take those closest to us for granted, um, you know, maybe vent our frustrations on them and, and act in ways that are less than kind. Maybe we can assume if we think of it at all that they know how we feel. So, you know, it doesn't matter what we say or what we do. And in fact, in many families and friendships, uh, including mine, I'll admit, sarcasm and, and, you know, kind of humorous put downs are a common form of, of humor and sort of interaction. And, and people are sort of celebrated for, you know, given, you know, the burn you can give someone. But If we make a point of speaking kindly to those people that are closest to us, to our family and to our friends, those relationships will be strengthened. Um, You know, sarcasm and put downs and jabs and all that sort of thing, we're, we're conditioned to think of those as humorous, but sometimes they're not. They can get a little sharp. And if we instead make a point of speaking kindly to the people we love, those relationships will be stronger and are, and more productive. We can express kindness with strangers. Um, there's a meme that has gone around social media, something to the effect of, uh, everyone you meet is bearing burdens you know nothing about, so always be kind. And that, that's so true. And if we stop for a moment and think about it, we can make very productive use of our words 
by speaking kindly to those strangers, whether it's the person at the checkout stand at the grocery store or the person in the drive-thru when you're getting your, your coffee or your, your lunch, or the person you're on the phone with to pay a bill or to order something. Speak kindly. Ex- use your words to express kindness. Those things bear fruit over time and it get it can change somebody's day and expand from there as their interactions then are changed with the other people they come in contact with also being kind with your foes i've said family and friends strangers your foes or those people you consider as enemies this one's a hard one. It's it's hard to consider being kind to someone you perceive as an enemy, whether they have taken actions that are, you know, harmful to you or you you just disagree with them. But I've said before, and I truly believe this, no one has ever been positively influenced by someone standing at a distance and throwing rocks at them. On the other hand, looking for ways to express kindness in words and in actions, will change your own perspective towards someone you see as an enemy and will greatly increase the possibility of influencing them in a positive way. Standing across a divide and shouting at each other is not productive. We see that all day long on social media. We see it in the world today. It's not productive. It's not achieving any positive goals. But if we can change instead, each of us individually and make a decision to speak kindly and to act kindly, even to those people we perceive as enemies, I think our world can be changed if one person at a time. Uh, It's important, I mentioned earlier, to be thinking, uh, think carefully about what we say and how we use our words. Another quote I read recently uh, attributed to an unknown speaker said, be careful with your words. Once they are said, they can only be forgiven, not forgotten. Those words we put out in the world last forever in someone's heart. So we need to be careful about it. We can use our words to lift others up. The words we say, words that we write, whether it's things that we speak, we can use our words to make a phone call and and just give a kind word or an encouraging word to someone. Or we can write a note. And whether it's words of encouragement, because people who feel appreciated and encouraged are more confident and more productive, or words of edification. There's an old-fashioned word. I looked it up. It means the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually. So before you speak to someone else, whether you know spoken words or written words, consider whether you're offering something that will help the listener grow or improve as a human being. And I'm not talking about lecturing or giving lessons or assuming that you're superior to them, but simply asking yourself before you speak or before you hit send or before you write that note, am I contributing something positive to this person's life? It's easy to complain, it's easy to rant, it's easy to gossip, but the question we need to ask ourselves before we do those things or when we catch ourselves doing those things, because we all do it, but, but when we realize that's what we're doing, to pause for a moment and think, 
Are these productive words that I'm saying? Am I encouraging anybody? Am I edifying anybody? Am I being the best version of myself and bringing my best into this relationship or this situation? If not, how can I change so that I do that? So that we lift others up. Again, it goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. We can't control anybody but ourselves. We can control what we think and therefore how we feel. We can control the words we use with other people, the things that come out of our mouth or out of our fingertips when we're typing. So I encourage you to consider that and to use your words to lift others up and to lift yourself up. Because everything I said about speaking to others applies to yourself as well. So for instance, Use words of encouragement with yourself instead of words of condemnation. Use words of edification instead of words of, of slander or, or meanness. And in addition to that, a way to use your words productively is to use words to describe what you want not what you don't want. Put that positive spin on the words that you're using, as you're, whether you're talking about what you want in a situation or what you want in your own life, your own behavior, instead of saying, oh, I don't want to be fat, maybe use words to describe what you do want. I want to be strong and healthy as I get older. You understand what I'm saying? I, uh, use your words to describe what you want, to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want. Because where our attention goes, that's that kind of defines the results we're going to get in life. Uh, use your words to name your strengths, not your shortcomings. Identify, use those words, put, put words and names to the things you're good at. And you are good at something. You are strong in areas. Focus on those things. Identify those things. And, you know, I'm not saying you should just celebrate everything wonderful about yourself and ignore whatever shortcomings you might have. But when you talk about areas that you want to improve, instead of just beating up on yourself about it, use your words to outline specific actions you will take to become the person you want to be, to get stronger in the areas you want to be strong in. And the last thing I'd say about using words productively is as much as you can, choose to spend time with people who use words productively. We become like the people we hang out with. And if we hang out with people who complain all the time, who speak negatively all the time, who speak condemnation all the time, it's going to be real hard to do the opposite. So find those people who use words productively, however that, whatever that means to you, whether they are people who speak kindly, speak positively, give you food for thought and, and provoke you to good work kind of things. Choose to spend your time with people who use their words productively, not only those in your immediate circle, but also in the sources you pay attention to, the books you read, the television shows you watch, the podcasts you listen to. Bring positive, uplifting, edifying words into your mind, and those that will help inspire you to put them to use those same kind of words when you speak and write. And ask yourself, as you're considering the inputs that you allow into your life, are the words you're absorbing 
helping you make a life that matters. My last thought on this is uh, I wanted to share a quote uh, from a person, a woman named Betty Edie, I think is uh, how it's pronounced. And she's quoted as saying this, if we understood the power of our thoughts, we would guard them more closely. And I just say this goes back to the inputs we allow into our lives. Okay, so <laughs> rather than interrupting, <laughs> let me start again. She said, if we understood the power of our thoughts, we would guard them more closely. If we understood the awesome power of our words, we would prefer silence to almost anything negative. In our thoughts and words, we create our own weaknesses and our own strengths. Our limitations and joys begin in our hearts. We can always replace negative with positive. And that, for me, was a very inspiring quote. Is something I've been pondering a lot of where I can replace negative in my life and in my thoughts and in my heart with positive. But what do you think? Have you thought about whether you're using your words productively and whether how you use your words is is creating a positive impact on the world around you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can share your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 361. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, uh, that's a great place to have a conversation about this. But as always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. And before we go, just a reminder, if you're responsible for hiring for a small business or for your company, remember that LinkedIn Jobs, our sponsor this week, will help you hire the right person for the role you're trying to fill. Um, post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash tpw. That's linkedin.com slash tpw to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions to apply. And thank you so much to LinkedIn Jobs for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile and you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.